Search for Geronimo Jackson, a show in which two lost nerds and one regular nerd take a look back on one of the greatest mystery shows of all time. 14 years later, we ask the real questions, is Lost still good? Can we still get our friends to watch it? And guys, where the hell is Geronimo Jackson? I didn't think of an accent this time. Oh, that's fine. I went with American. I, that's fine. I'm pretty sure <laughs> for four episodes, we've punished them enough. So, <laughs> I'm not, not doing it on I'm a little days. disappointed okay. that you gave up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to come back in strong with uh, anyone for next episode. I'm going to watch next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, hello. Um, my name is Jordan. I'm a big-ass lost nerd. <laughs> uh, I'm Eric. I'm another gigantic lost nerd. And I am Jeremy, and I am not a lost nerd. Just the regular kind. Just just a regular nerd. (laughs) Regular old nerd. But we're trying to convert you into a lost nerd. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of the show. Yeah, well, we'll see. (laughs) So that's what we're doing, guys. We're re-watching all of Lost um, for our own pleasure, but then also to introduce Jeremy here. pleasure. (laughs) To uh, the greatness that is Lost. Um... So uh, if you guys are um, interested in joining the conversation, you can reach us at at Geronimo Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook, or you can email us with all your, you know, weird theories or trivia or, you know, telling us how much you love us or how much you hate us and we suck mm-hmm. uh, at Podcast at gmail.com. And all of these things are on search for GeronimoJackson.com. So if you want the one-stop shop for all of the stuff, it's all on there. Links to everything. It's all on there. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's... Uh... Or is it? <laughs> oh, shit. Would that you want to find John Jackson? He's right there. He's on the website. It would oh, be Jordan, cool. You need Easter eggs. Yeah. Oh, I was just about shit. to say that. It like, would be cool <laughs> if we get popular enough to... I'm going to tell you right now. There's ARG. Easter eggs on there. You got to find them. Are you really? going to find them? Yeah, there's Easter eggs. Oh, shit. Sure. Okay. <laughs> As of when this episode comes out, yeah. I'm going to go eggs. home after this show and look for Easter eggs, and I'll report next week. They're there. I promise you. <laughs> All right. So why don't we move into the trivia corner? Yeah. So um, so the episode we watched is episode five. Yes. Um, House of the Rising Sun, which, um, like all Sun and Jin episodes, it's a pun. Just it, it, get, it gets points for that. It gets points for that. <laughs> it gets much. docked points for that. <laughs> um, so that's why I knew Jeremy would be interested in this episode. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it aired originally October 27th. 2004, um, and this is the first episode written by Javier Guillermo Swatch, who I adore. Um, he is, like, so I, I just remember um, back in the day, like, he was one of the more popular of the writers of the show, not because of his writing necessarily, but because um, he was really involved with fans like mm-hmm. he had he had a blog that was it was called like ask Javi and I definitely asked him a question at one point and I tried to find what that question was that got answered and everything is gone off that blog now so I don't yeah. remember it was something stupid it was like hey what's hey what's that smoke monster about 
something like that. Um, but I actually, um, I have a personal connection to this because um, Javier Griot Marquez is the reason why I am where I am today, as in literally physically here. Um, because when I was a little kid, like I'd always wanted to be a writer, but Lost was the thing that made me want to be a TV show writer. And then um, when I was looking for colleges and I was like, mm -hmm. hey, I want to write, well, where did the, the Lost writers go? I found out Javier, uh, he got a master's from USC, Fight On um, Film School. And that's, that's part of the reason why I chose USC Film School. So it is the reason, <laughs> hey, it's the reason why you know me at all <laughs> is because of this guy. I He's the reason why I'm in LA. Are we, are we arguing this as a pro or a con right now? <laughs> <laughs> mean. Sad and mean. Um, <laughs> that was aggressive. But <laughs> Coming out swinging. <laughs> But, yeah, so, like, specifically, that's part of the reason why, like, uh, USC was, like, on my top list. is like, oh, well, one of the Lost Writers wrote, wrote or uh, one of the Lost Writers was um, a, a USC alum. So, yeah, so I, I can say, like, I definitely, there is a, there is a, a special fondness in my heart for um, Javier episodes. So this is the first one. Here, right, there's, there's going to be a couple more. Um, yeah. And... He's great. Yeah. <laughs> got a couple of good ones, mm -hmm. and and uh, I mean maybe maybe because we know uh, we know that uh, one of our colleagues knows him. That's true. Maybe we can try to reach out one of these days mm. when we actually have. Don't you get know, my hopes up. I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> when we're actually more established than we have people actually listening <laughs> to this fucking thing. Um, but uh, but yeah. So that's that's kind of my my main. Uh, Trivia for the episode. There was, um, once again, I, I read through um, the production draft for this episode uh, before watching it. And there's a couple of interesting things that um, were like slight changes. Um, one of them in particular, so there, there's a line in the episode where um, Michael and Saeed are talking. And um, Michael asks him, hey, where are you from? And Saeed's like, Tikrit, Iraq. Uh, originally it was like, oh, Michael's like, where are you from? And he's like, Melbourne. And then Michael goes, where are you from originally? And that's when he says Tikrit Iraq. And I think that's, I'm kind of sad that they cut that. Because that's, I, I think Lost did a, not necessarily the greatest job ever at, you know, pointing out microaggressions and racism and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But at the time, and for a white girl from Wisconsin in 2004, I, I think I, I learned a lot more about kind of the, the casual racism and microaggressions that are brought up in the show um, more than from any other show at the time, really. This is one of the more diverse casts, definitely, of its day. So I, I really like that line because, you know, Michael in this episode is kind of throwing out a lot of casual racism. Yeah. Um, uh, especially um, towards uh, Sun and Jin in this episode. Um, and they, they, they do make a point of pointing that out, which is great. But that's why I'm kind of sad that they missed that one other kind of little line. I don't know. I can, yeah. I can see Saeed like, wanting to portray, like that character wanting to portray it as someone who doesn't try and hide the fact of where he comes from. And sure. he's generally pretty... He's been pretty open mm -hmm. about it so far. Mm -hmm. uh, I think in in previous episodes he's mentioned he's mentioned it. Yeah, right. Um, 
so there's no reason for him to try and hide it right mm -hmm. now. And it, it detracts from his character. And his, mm -hmm. his thing is he's supposed to always be proud of, of where he comes from. Sure. So I, 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 can, I, I can see that too. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I like that it's it's kind of a... Um, just just a very, a very little, a very small microaggression sort of... Right, it's a, it's a teaching sure. moment. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Not that this show exists to teach you about racism, because it, that's not the point of this show. But, um, I don't know, it, it's just, it was, it was kind of an, an interesting thing to see that they um, changed it from the original uh, production draft to the script. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like they included a lot of stuff about them dealing with all of those people being from different countries mm -hmm. on purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it comes up a lot. It doesn't go... It doesn't ever kind of go away or fade into the background. Mm -hmm. And it feels like a lot of the times that someone brings up race in the show, mm -hmm. it's very pointed. Yeah. Um, I think I remember... This was something that someone wrote um, on uh, the forums that I used to go on. The forums being MySpace, by the way. <laughs> uh, someone pointed out that um, it's really the Americans that would always bring up uh, these stereotypes and mm -hmm. were kind of casually racist. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's true or not, but, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, the uh, ones that you always catch. It's definitely the case in this episode. We can watch that now, and you can watch for that. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely will be on the look for that. But I, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that, that that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think about it. Like, Hurley says something about uh, the Chinese, the Chinese guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sawyer does it rampantly throughout. Like mm -hmm. the whole freaking run the of the show. show, yes. Yeah, Michael does in this episode. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, but I think it was. I think it's important. You know, I think they they pointedly decided. To well, do it's that. it's one things that one of the things that they they get points for mm -hmm. is. Um, I I think it's it's hard to decide from the start that your show is going to address racial issues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and multiple like, and that's not going to be the focal point of the mm -hmm. show. Right, it's it's not going to be about race. This isn't a crash situation, right? And right, <laughs> the, but it is something that's going to be addressed from time to time, just just through knowing the knowing the characters, mm -hmm. and I think it makes it play more real because yeah. because yeah. they they actually do react with with the way the the world reacts yeah. to these and situations, like and absolutely, fortunately or unfortunately, yeah, yeah, and absolutely there is going to be a white guy who's going to um, blame the. Um, Arab America, the Arab yeah. guy after 9-11. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah, but the important distinction is like, while they have tension amongst each other, when we get to know the characters, mm -hmm. they're not stereotypes. You know, right. they're, you know, they're very different from what I guess people may have assumed about them or the characters within the show would have assumed about each other when they first meet. You know, they don't uh, fit into um, a certain role. Right, and it's and some of the casually racist comments are ones that try and fit them into a role. Exactly. Um, with, which is interesting. Yeah. It's what actual people do, so it actually makes the writing more more believable. Mm -hmm. But it is useful to be aware of it, and it's interesting watching watching it now, um, living in the world that we do with sure. the awareness of, that we do. Not that we're so enlightened mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I have nothing else on this. One. <laughs> well. Then I'll move on to my next um, point, which is that that puppy, man. Oh, from racism to puppies. <laughs> Let's talk about something a little lighter, which is Popo, 
which is the name, uh, I guess I don't say it in the episode, I just found this on Wikipedia, uh, but that's the name of the puppy in this episode who is literally described in the script, this is why I had to put it out, as the cutest Sharpay puppy ever seen on American television. <laughs> and they got it, man. They got it. They he's nailed it. <laughs> he's a squishy face. Oh my god, he's so wrinkly. I love him so much. Yeah. And also the name Bopo means kiss in Korean. It's <laughs> He's pretty fucking cute. Oh my yeah. god, darling. Yeah. In this episode, like, that's one of the things that when you see the puppy come out of the box, that's just what I remember from the <laughs> entire flashback. All of the it, flashbacks. It's funny, too, because, like, because a lot of times, like, especially in the early episodes, I don't remember which flashbacks went where. Mm-hmm. Um, and so last week I was, like, saying, like, okay, Eric, what are we watching uh, next week? And he's like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a Sun and Jen episode. I'm like, okay, wh- which one is it? He's like, it's the one with the puppy. I'm like, I know exactly what you're mm-hmm. talking about. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's because, I mean, shit, that puppy's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not, not the blood-soaked sink. No, that's no. not the important thing. That. Puppy. <laughs> I have to put it in terms that both Jordan and I understand. And so the puppy oh, was the one thing. I think we all understand puppy. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking puppy's cute, man. God damn it. Watching the episode again, yeah. uh, that episode again was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really made me a little upset to, to, to watch uh, Sun be the focus and then realize that she is a fucking great actress yeah. i don't know her i don't know her name i wish i knew her name off the top of my head but she, she is fucking amazing mm-hmm. and then uh to kind of know what happens to her character really sucks yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i mean she's uh she's a fantastic actress i yeah. wish i could remember her name i feel like such an Shoot. asshole yeah now i now i just uh, now i'm completely blanking well we'll we'll look it up and then we'll bring it up in the next episode just to say hey we know her name <laughs> We're not complete assholes. Um, anyway. We're entirely casually racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. And, we... like, and she was like she, one of the few people that was famous before Lost, too. She, I can't remember her name. She was. Uh, you were saying uh, that Wait, she was, was. Yeah, what was she in? Well, she, she was, was in like really... Korean movies. Oh, she's like Yeah, a Korean... she's like famous in Korean. No. Uh, as a side note, Korean soaps are very good. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Damn Netflix! <laughs> I'm so sad. I finished mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Jin Kim! God, dang it! <laughs> I knew that one. Well, there you go, Young Jin Kim. Yeah, right? I mean Daniel Day Kim because he's in everything now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that's because of sexism, not racism. <laughs> Was she ever in anything else on American TV? I think that was it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, if she is, let me know. Send me screen caps. <laughs> right, well, I think uh, I think it's time that we probably move into our recap. So today's episode is a Sun and Jim centric episode. And uh, it starts off uh, with uh, Sun watching Jin uh, fishing at, on the beach. Mm-hmm. And Sun is kind of, she's like looking around the beach and watching mm-hmm. all the people interacting with each other. We see uh, Jack and Kate. Jack and Kate. Like, God, they are bad this episode. <laughs> Jack and Kate being cute with each other. I wouldn't and say just, cute. Well, Charlie you know, wouldn't say cute. And they're I being cute with either. each other, but Charlie really 
he he puts it right. He's, I he am says, with you, when man. You, when you guys <laughs> would you guys stop verbally copulating with each other? Is what he tells them. No, it's, it's right. It's great. It's great that they have uh, they have characters that can tell you what you're thinking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jack and Kate are just like they're flirting openly, and it's terrible. She's like, "Oh, your tattoos. Were you like a hardcore doctor? <laughs> oh my god, can I touch them?" <laughs> Like, yeah, it's shut up. It's horrible. Just fuck, my uh, god. But what? But we're, what we're actually watching is uh, that uh, Jack is forming his party to go to the caves. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's taking Kate, and he's taking Charlie, and he's taking Locke, and they're all going to go back to the caves. Locke, who I should point out during this opening scene is shaving with a knife and no shaving cream, and I love him. <laughs> The dude has like four hundred knives. Of course, he shaves with his knife. He he has um, four hundred knives and ingrown stubble. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think what we're supposed to take away from that, though, is that you know, Sun is looking at all of these people interacting with each other the whole camp, and then she looks at herself and Jin, and they're like on their own small island. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're completely isolated from everyone else because they can't communicate with that, mm-hmm. anyone else. Oh, yeah, I will note that there's, like, the music that's going along with showing Sun and Jim almost makes them feel more isolated from everyone else. Like, it does add a very strange tone to the to the feeling of, of them. It's, it's that kind of, like, quote-unquote exotic music, but it's also, it's almost, like, creepy. Yeah, there's, like, a, there's a foreboding. Yeah, to, yeah, that, there really is. That tells you that there's something mystical and possibly evil mm. about them. Yeah, and then Jin slaps a fish to death. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, which actually leads right into the first flashback um, where uh, we see Sun at some really schmancy party mm-hmm. somewhere um, and she's chatting away with friends. They're, and they're, doing, see... they're doing that um, early 90s anime villain lady laugh. Like, oh, 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 oh. It's yeah. very good. Casual racism. Okay. Hey, they are. <laughs> They're also they, wearing they some Korean, extremely so. early two thousands uh, right. dresses, we, we which just... I love. The sun fashions in this episode are incredible. Yeah. She's wearing pink satin. I love her. Yeah, man, she's she's gorgeous in my opinion. <laughs> anyway, she's gorgeous. That dress is something. <laughs> Well, it works for her. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so she did this really fancy party, mm-hmm. and uh, we see that Jin is a server there, mm-hmm. and he kind of looks over her, at her and winks, kind of this little moment. He passes a little note right? too when he oh, answers the that's champagne. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't that's even right. catch that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was furiously scribbling away, so <laughs> I missed it. But um, so I guess that note's what tells her to go to meet him mm-hmm. at uh, that uh, gazebo. Mm-hmm. Where they they steal a kiss, and Jin tells her that uh, that she, he wants to be with her, that maybe he should go and ask her father for permission. She's like, "Don't do that. <laughs> you don't know my dad. My dad sucks. My dad is crazy." <laughs> and uh, that's something that continues throughout the whole thing. And they never really kind of ever get into what what the, she means by that. Like, why is she so afraid of why about her, her dad sucks? We know why her dad. Well, sucks. I know, but I'm saying. In Why the, she specifically is afraid of her father? Yes. Because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but as as an audience, we don't know that for quite some time. Mm, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to take some time, but we will get into why he 
is the worst. Why he's a piece of shit? Okay, Actually, he's not the worst, but like, but comparatively, he's up there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of the awful billionaires in the show, he's not the worst one. Actually, I don't know what they're talking about. Um, so Jin gives her uh, a white Full flower, power. which is in the script is an orchid. I don't know if it's specifically an orchid in the show. It's kind of hard to tell what it's, it is. It doesn't look like an orchid. orchid. It, it it does, but in the script it is an orchid, which. I would like to believe that's what it is because orchids are a thing that's important to the show later. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it's a. I'm pretty sure it's not an orchid. It doesn't look like it. It really doesn't. But like that's what it's supposed to be. All right. Well, anyway. So, you know, obviously, Sun is very into Jin, and, and although she's warning him against approaching her father, he mm-hmm. seems pretty adamant on doing it. Anyway, we go back to the beach. Uh, she comes out of her reverie and. Jin is running full bowler towards Michael <laughs> and tackles him and beating the shit out of him. Out of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. And he's beating the shit out of him for I a mean, while. Like, in, later I mean, in this, like drowning him. Later in this episode, yeah. we will get an idea of why he has proficiency in beating the shit out of someone. <laughs> right. But he is beating the shit out of him. Yeah. It really is. It's almost shocking. I, I, I kind of, I do remember that, uh, when I watched it originally, kind of just being taken aback, yeah. like, holy shit, what yeah. the fuck did this come from? And uh, and, and it, it's to the point where I'm even like, wow, Michael didn't deserve that. Oh, no. Well, and also, <laughs> yeah, Michael's son says that he's going to kill him, yeah. which it yeah. looks like he's going to kill him. It yeah. really does. I mean, he has him, in, uh, he has him under the waves. Mm-hmm. He's punching him in the face, like, mm-hmm. full on. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, but Saeed and Sawyer come to the rescue. The bro squad. And uh, they they split them up. Not early I mean, boys. <laughs> they get Jin off of Michael really because Michael's not fighting back at all. Yeah. He's yeah. been completely surprised by him. Right. And uh, Saeed asks for the handcuffs uh, that <laughs> Sawyer conveniently has. has it in his pocket. In his I pocket. love it. Yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> I, I mean, he had it for he had plans. He had plans. Yeah. He had plans. Um, and they end up uh, uh, handcuffing Jin to a piece of the fuselage. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, uh, after that, it cuts back over to uh, Jack, I think. Jack and Co. Yeah. Right? Um, and we go back to Jack, and Jack finally gets back into the cave with uh, Kate and Charlie and Locke. And, you know, they get to see, like, why, you know, what he found and all mm-hmm. that nonsense. Um, and... Uh, well, the, well, well, I, the, the point is, there's, like, there's a scene where um, Charlie's standing on top of a bunch of bees, and then they're like, ah... Oh, you're on the bees, Charlie, and then... Yeah, actually, well, let's take a moment and talk about that. Yeah. It, the reason it was forgotten yeah. is it doesn't... Does it have a a purpose? The bees? Yeah. No. No, it's just a, it's just an excuse to get some of the characters it, naked. Yeah, it's really an excuse, uh, excuse so, to get Jack and Kate well, shirts on. The, so we get to the bees, though, which is what I was just about to say, yeah. because... Um, Jack triggers Charlie. Oh, he, yeah! He tells Charlie to look around to see if he can find any drugs, and Charlie's like, did you say drugs? Charlie, like, his, like, ears perk up. Drugs? Is there drugs? Drugs It's like when you tell a dog that you're about to go on a walk. Like, he, you can see it on his face. Like, he's like, oh, shit. I better go do drugs right now. So he goes to <laughs> and do he drugs. Does. Uh, but Locke, Locke follows him. Yeah. Locke is on, it locks on to him. Mm-hmm. He's locked on. He's locked on. Oh, I hate you, Oh, 
Anyway, and then that's where Locke's like, hey, don't move. Sometimes uh, I just have to make the joke before he does so that he it? won't make the joke. Uh, so he doesn't have the satisfaction of it. You're too yeah, late. I don't, that, I don't think that works, though. I think it just fuels him it even more. Yes, yes, my apprentice. Oh! <laughs> you can't say these things. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he walks off into the jungle and ends up stepping on a hive of bees, um, which is a th- very thinly veiled excuse to uh, get Kate and Jack naked. Yeah. And Kate just, like, tosses her shirt. She's... Yeah, she's she's gone. Yeah. And so, yeah, so then they're, like, they have this sexually charged moment where they're, like, oh, you're naked because of the bees, huh? Whatever. And then... (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah, they end up, like, all running in different directions through the jungle. And Kate and Jack end up in some other cave. I don't think it's the same one, right? Like, somewhere else. Uh, It's just off to the side. I have no idea... Uh, the, the, the geography of the caves is very unclear. Right. And so, well, you were really young when mm-hmm. you were watching the show. Well, not sure. super young, but yes. you know what I mean. But the the geography of the island never made any sense. No. I mean, you brought that up when we were watching it. But yeah. not once does it ever make sense. You're like, oh, I know where they're going. Right. It even it Maybe makes... that's the point. Ooh, it's supposed to be mysterious. But, yeah, and it makes even less sense... Knowing about later seasons and things that are supposedly near the caves. Um, I'm not going to get into that. But um, what they do find, relatedly, um, are a couple of skeletons in the caves. Perfect. Just on time. Yeah. Halloween. Halloween. Um, But, so, I will say also, too, this is another change from um, the the production draft to the actual script, is that they're in the... When they're in the caves, there's there's one that's kind of lying on the ground and the one that's kind of lying on, like, this um, upper shelf sort of thing. So it's just at perfect eye height to give us a teeny little jump scare uh, when Kate first sees the skeletons. But um, in the script, they're actually um, entombed in, like, niches, like, specifically, like, carved out recessed niches inside that's, the cave. That's what I read it as, a, like a crypt. Mm. Like. I, I think that's a little more obvious. I, I want to say they're also, like, upright. In the niches? Oh, well, they're definitely they're lying not lying down. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying in the script. I, no, I got oh, you. Oh, I got you. I, I got you, but I I, I read you. it as carved out specifically mm. as burial spots. But okay. But, yeah. yeah so, so I mean, they definitely do, like, uh, closet is like, oh, well, they were clearly laid to rest here. And I, I've definitely no. never seen anything from this episode before today. That's, mm. that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, what does well, Jack say? That they're, like, 40 to 50 years old or something uh, like that? That's, that can't be right. <laughs> I'm that can't be right. I right. um Eric and I, well, Eric and I have a little bit of a d- dispute over um who the skeletons actually are, but I think you're wrong. I know I'm right. I I know you're wrong. Wow. <laughs> we'll see you guys in uh, we'll six guys, seasons. We'll see you guys in a hundred episodes when we find, when we find out. out who's yeah. right. Um uh, anyway. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, so uh, that, the important part of that... for at least 40 or 50 years. That Possibly that quite more. They find another mystery, yeah. of course, which just adds to... Fuels the rabid fire amongst mm-hmm. the fans to figure out what the fuck's going on on the island. Yeah. And then Charlie nearly spills the beans to Locke about how there have been other people on the island. Because if you recall, a couple episodes ago, um, uh, Charlie was part of the Knowers. <laughs> That no, <laughs> the knowers and the growers. 
The Nowers. <laughs> well, the Nowers is the name of the group, right? That's it what they is, call no, them. No, no, it is. It yeah. is. I'm just... Nowers. Yeah, totally Nowers. Yeah, I know. It's a stupid name. It is. But the Nowers are the people that that know that there uh, was someone on the island before them and they didn't get off as far as they know. Yeah. They've, they've been trying to get off of there for over 15 years? 16, 16 years, years, in fact. I can't remember. Sorry, Sorry, it was the wrong lost number. Yeah, I know. Um, anyway, so we go back to uh, uh, Michael getting questioned on, on the beach. He's getting interrogated by Saeed. And this is where we get kind of like the what you were talking about earlier where they kind of... Uh, give you a glimpse of like the racism that kind yeah. of runs through the show. Yeah. And that, um, that's where we have the, you know, the, the original draft with the, like, where are you from originally? Right. Um, that is right. in this scene. Uh, it's also interesting that Saeed is the interrogator. Yeah. Well, that's why, that's why it was uh, so funny to me in the last episode when he's interrogating Sonny, he's like mm -hmm. yelling at her. Yeah. And she's just like, I, what? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Um, Sorry, well, I, I, no, I'm saying I, I get the idea that, that did Saeed say he's some sort of military man? Yeah, he yeah, said, he said that he's a communications a Republican guard. Yeah, okay. He did specifically uh, say Okay. Like he so, told them. Yeah, so. you do get the idea that maybe he specializes in interrogating mm -hmm. somewhat. Like, especially during this time, this is, this is like pretty fresh after sure. like like Gulf War had happened and yeah. 9 11 sure. and our our association with Republican well, Guard the, the, yeah, is, the, is people who interrogate brutally. Yeah. Yeah the war was was still happening at this time um in Iraq. And because it yeah. just started the year prior. <laughs> and and it feels like it never ended. Um, uh, anyway, but the important thing from that scene is that you know Michael is he's like he was in sense that he's being questioned for something that he didn't do. Everyone saw what was happening. He was getting the shit beating out, beat, beat out of him. Mm -hmm. And he's getting questioned by Saeed about, like, what did you do, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, anyway. Uh, he's getting watching questioned, that. too, about his own son, about, like, well, so you, you must have done something, right? Oh, that's true, yeah. yeah. Walt is like... So, like, no one no one believes him that he didn't do anything. Yeah, everyone automatically thinks they must be guilty of, of something. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Son is watching uh, Saeed interrogate Michael, and we get the next flashback, mm -hmm. which is um, we see uh, Son and Jin in the gardens of the... It seems like it's the same place that the party was, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Jin tells her that uh, he wants to talk to her dad and that he got permission to marry her. Yeah, it's the family home. I would assume Probably. so. Yeah. yeah, I would assume so. It's palatial. It is. Shit, it's got it's like gorgeous. this lovely like river kind of. They're sitting. They're standing on the bridge over the river, and that's really cool. And oh man, and they that that scene was so cute. And like oh, they were so in love. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot how in love they were. So, yeah. So Jin's <laughs> son is like, she can't believe it that yeah. he got permission. He's like, well, you know, I'm gonna have to work for you, Dad, for like a year in the factory, mm -hmm. and then maybe do some other stuff for him, but. Otherwise, he's given us the A-OK, -okay, and uh, to, to really cap it off, he shows her um, the engagement. Yeah. He gives her the diamond that he promised her in the, yeah. in the first flashback. She's like, you can't afford this. And he's like, I can now. Because and... I'm going to work in the factory. In the factory, With yes. Heavy the factory, air quotes. The factory that makes a lot of money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and so she doesn't really have any time to consider right. what that means. What what the money factory means? Because <laughs> uh, she she's just so happy. Yeah. Like you can see it on her face. Like, yeah. She you know they embrace and then she's really she can't believe it. She's like, yeah, a ring. Yeah. 
Going back to what I was saying earlier about her being a fantastic actress. Yeah. Anyway, so um, shortly after that, we get the the um, we get another flashback from her pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, we see her trying to treat uh, Jin's wounds on his hand from being Michelle and Michael, and he's being such a baby. <laughs> he's like, it's "Ow, just a, it's stop! Aloe. It's Aloe. Shut up! <laughs> You're hurting me." He's getting all upset. God. <laughs> Jesus. Shut up! <laughs> but, You're so but, mean. Jeremy is so mean to me. <laughs> oh, whatever. Whatever you see, people, this is payback. <laughs> I think it's the whiskey. Oh, no. <laughs> this is whiskey, Jeremy. Yeah. It's mean. <laughs> it's mean. <laughs> anyway, the important thing about that is that it somehow, for some reason, this segues into the flashback where we get... The best boy of all time. Son comes home to her apartment. And she hears like little whimpering sounds. And she sees that on the couch there's this golden box uh, with a blue ribbon. And she pulls out the fucking cutest puppy. Uh, one of the cutest I've ever seen. Oh, whiskey I mean, just makes me love dogs more. <laughs> That's all it does. Um, I saw that dog and I started crying. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying about uh, something about the cutest puppy? Th- that's literally in the script. That is literally a line cribbed directly from the script is he is the cutest puppy on American television. And they got him. They did. Because that's what I remember. He's about. a little wrinkly baby. I love him. Yeah. Uh, He's a it, darling. The, the the note I wrote down was just good boy. <laughs> and so, uh, you know... Jin happens to walk in, like, just right after her, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He comes home, and he's like, well, you're going to have to take care of the dog, and you're going to have to feed it and walk it. And she goes, hey, remember when you used to just have to give me a flower, mm-hmm. and it would just, you know, mean the world? Yeah, yeah and there's And the... flowers don't poop. Yeah, and then you can see on his face, he's like, you don't appreciate the puppy? <laughs> How dare this you? Is, this is a proxy of me. You better love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, just as, the, before that conversation can go any further... Um, Jim gets a phone call and we assume of course he's getting called away again by her dad to do God knows what we don't know yet factory work nighttime factory work yeah the night factory so he has to go oh I smell a (laughs) spinoff the night factory that's good Mm -hmm. I would watch that show (laughs) the year the two years that Jim spent working for Son's dad yeah so that we talked about shit. Korean drama. <laughs> that would be like that's like some Breaking Bad shit. Like that is. this good man turns into uh, a horrible. Uh, what do they call it? Just like a hired muscle, I guess. Yeah. Right. That'd be awesome. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. We should talk to someone at ABC. <laughs> um. Anyway, so get Daniel Dick him. They still have him. I know. He's there in, he's the, still, in the ABC vaults, and he still looks the same age. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He does. He just never those cheekbones will never die. Good lord! <laughs> um, sorry, could cut paper with those. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. They're super high and very pointy. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, after that flashback, we cut back to um, Jack and Co at the caves, and uh, Jack and Kate have finally put their clothes back on. Uh, after finding on all of their urges, they put the clothes back on literally, but not metaphorically. No, no, no. They're they're still halfway off. Yeah. Yeah, in their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, but then here comes Jack, killing uh, killing the mood. Um, they're talking about the caves and the water and all that stuff, yeah. and then Jack starts telling Kate that maybe it would be a good idea 
if the camp moved to the caves. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't make any sense for them to have to keep walking into the valley mm -hmm. and taking water back to the beach. It's just a waste of time. Yeah, but and, and clearly the, the skeletons camps. live there, so... Is right. this the flirt scene also? Yeah. This is, oh, this is where he's uh, actively staring at her ass? Yes. Yeah, so this is this is actually kind of important mm -hmm. uh, to, to mention this, because they are flirting heavily, mm -hmm. uh, especially Kate. This is not that part, actually. Oh, this is not that is part. This is not that part. This then, is before then. This is when he... First says it to her when they're going to go back after they've collected water. It's the same scene. They just do the same it's thing over and over again. No, yes, no it's, it's not the same. It's uh, not the same scene. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same scene. But we can talk about that part because it comes right after. Yeah. Which is, you know, they start to walk back to the camp. Mm -hmm. And uh, while they're taking a break, you know, like you said, Jack is checking out Kate's ass. Or mm -hmm. she's like, are you checking me out? And it really does look like he's checking out. Yeah. He's like, a he's like no, no, I'm just thinking about the, the caves, the damp, moist, dark caves. <laughs> <laughs> he was thinking about something damp and moist. <laughs> My God. Good Lord, Jack wants to go spelunking. <laughs> oh, good God. Anyway, so Jack is like, she she pretty much gives him an opening. Yeah. And what does he do? Sure does. He fucking fumbles the ball like yeah, an idiot. Yeah. He's like, no, I was just I was just thinking about moving to the caves. I wasn't checking you out. <laughs> and she's, you, you just look, the disappointment on Kate's face is good palatable. Yeah. See the balloon deflating. The balloon I just, yeah. With just like the high wine. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> like been the, eight days and no one on this island has fucked. <laughs> Seriously. Well, we don't know that. Maybe some of the background characters have. What if six She's just banging everyone on the yeah, island. That's is. why we don't have her as a main character. That's true. She's, she's too just busy. getting hers. Too busy getting it. She and started she island And Tinder. she will. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> so, um, we go back to Sun, mm -hmm. who is pleading with Jen to... Just let her explain to someone what is going on, like, why. And, uh, you know, he's like, no, we shouldn't have to talk to that thief or something. And at this point, yeah. we still don't know and why. And what are, what are you going to do? Speak English to them? <laughs> uh, so, Sun just kind of, um, she stomps off, right? Mm -hmm. She walks away. Mm -hmm. um, and she goes to find, um, she goes to find, uh, actually, she doesn't walk away. Never mind. Forget I said that. That's not that's not what happens at all, whatsoever. I'm sorry. Uh, I like this. No, Eric, you just just tell them the wrong thing that happened. No, that's not what happens at all. And then actually. the smoke monster shows up, and he brings Popo. Oh, oh. The smoke monster is Popo. <gasps> he is. That's well, that's guys. You're not supposed voice. to ruin this very, for me. Very large, in very my, good in my boy. My fan fiction. It's just a giant version. It's, it's just, just a giant It's just Lago. a Clifford-sized Popo. Yeah. And that's why Locke was looking up at him. And he was like, like yeah. There's a giant puppy yeah. on the side. Yeah. And he couldn't stab him to death because he's a cute he's so puppy. He's a cute puppy. Exactly. It was amazing. <laughs> we solved Lost. <laughs> uh, we actually get a, we get a different scene. We mm. get a scene where um, Walt is asking... Uh, Michael about what he said when he was getting interrogated by Saeed. And what Michael had said was that, you know, where I'm from, uh, people like the United him, States of America. People like him, meaning Jin, 
don't like people like me, um, inferring that Koreans don't like black people. And so Michael says to him, like, oh, you know what? I didn't mean to say that. I don't even think that way. He's like, just, you know, forget it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they kind of get into a little argument because Mike is telling Walt that he doesn't know anything about him. Mm -hmm. And then Walt's like, I don't know. You don't know anything about me. And then Mike shuts that shit down. Mm -hmm. Well, because it's like, well, it's like, you don't even know my birthday. And it's like, yeah, August 24th. And and then. When's my birthday? And Walt's just, he gets, he gets moted to Mm -hmm. bring up a term (laughs) from the early 90s. If you know what that means, anyway. Uh, no, because I was a child then. What? Mm. You got moted. <laughs> Man. You I that. know, but I, 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 you remember I do remember yeah. that. <laughs> See, can, my, can, my, we my, back, can we not bring that back? My, my arrow is more moted. Can we? Pwned. Pwned. <laughs> it means the same thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, moted is specifically like making someone get to like that stutter. Like, I, I, uh, Mm. Like, yeah, I showed you. Yeah. 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 Same thing. Pwned. You can use pwned for that. Yeah. No, but pwned is just... Pwned is more like when you when you fire your laser at them and then they get... Pwned. And then they get pwned? Yeah. Pwned. pwned. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I like it. I'm glad that we clarified this for all the listeners. I, I believe mm-hmm. I believe pwned is the abbreviation of power owned. Sure. <laughs> Lord. Anyway, no, we get the next flashback. <laughs> uh, we get the next flashback where um, we get uh, another cute scene of, of son and puppy. <laughs> They're just hanging out. He's doggo now. And then he's Jim. He's graduated to doggo. Jim comes <laughs> in. He's evolved. Jim comes <laughs> home and he's completely covered in blood. Mm-hmm. All over his shirt and his hands. And he runs straight to the bathroom and son runs in after him. And she's asking him a million questions, and he's not answering a single one. He's like, I was businessing. (laughs) He's like... I was at the ketchup factory. (laughs) (laughs) And so he he makes a point of not answering any questions until she gets so frustrated that uh, when he pushes her away because she's getting in his face, she slaps him. And then... Finally, she gets Which was fucking comment. sweet. Yeah, like, yeah that was pretty sweet. Good. Smacking someone in the face who's covered in <laughs> blood is ponage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. We really podcast. opened that door for you. Oh, Lord. Yeah, because she's like, whose blood is that? Is that your blood? She's like, you're not bleeding. Is this someone else's blood? What the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. And then uh, she's like, what are you doing for my father? And then he says, I... He, he, what does he say? He's whatever like, he wants me to do. I do whatever your father tells me to yeah. do. Yeah. I do it for us. And then she starts to cry. And then we fade to black. Yeah, which I brought up because... It's weird. They don't... They never... It's they always never like... That. They cut to black and they go... Poof. Yeah. But they fade to black. It's very odd. They do it twice in this episode and it's enough that it's notable. Well, I think it's probably because the scene maybe calls for it because it's a little mm. more... It's a little heavier. I want, well, now this is the first time that your director is is directing, right? Probably. I forgot to look up the director. I was so excited about Javier. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, um, after we get that uh, really poignant scene in the flashback with uh, Sun and Jin, where we now see that there's a, there's a divide that's forming between mm-hmm. them, um, we go back to uh, Locke and Charlie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Locke, who has taken an interest in Charlie, he's starting to ask him a bunch of questions, and uh, Charlie is getting the 
I he's getting the idea that maybe Locke is on to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when, when Locke approaches him in the jungle earlier in the episode, when he's standing on the uh, beehive, Charlie's fumbling with a little baggie of heroin. Oh, yeah. Right? And so he thinks that Locke sees him do that. and um, But that's not the case at all. And so uh, Locke kind of disarms Charlie. He tells him, like, I know who you are. It's like, I know exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're from Driveshaft. And you guys have both of your albums. And your first album was better than the second one. Which, oh, Locke, I love you. But you have very bad taste in music if you like Driveshaft. <laughs> do, we get, do we get to hear yes. uh, Driveshaft in the yes. next episode? Oh, in the next, probably. I think it probably. is. Probably. Oh, we hear the, the classic, You All Everybody. Yeah. It's uh, it's not good. Anyway, so I'm excited. We get a little bit of uh, we get a little bit of uh, shaman Locke, mm-hmm. where uh, Locke tells Charlie that uh, he knows that he's looking for something, and that he tells him that he thinks that uh, he maybe he's looking for his guitar, mm-hmm. and he he kind of tells him essentially like, hey, I'll I'll help you find your guitar. Sure. And then then he also says to like you know. Um, uh, is it in this scene where he's like, you have to give something to the island? No, it's a little uh, bit later. Okay. I, I thought later. this this entire plot, I thought, was the plot of the next episode. So now I forget what the plot of the next episode is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we cut back to the beach where um, Kate, and, Kate and Jack uh, find Saeed cutting wood out in some clearing somewhere. And uh, Jack tells Saeed about his idea about moving the entire camp to... The caves, which Saeed is adamantly against. Mm-hmm. He really, uh, he's almost like incensed. Yeah, yeah. When he brings it up. He's mm-hmm. really pissed. And because, because that's where the signal fire is. And, you know, not only is like the, the um, not only is it, the signal fire has been the, the one kind of beacon of hope. It's also kind of Saeed's baby. Like he's the one that first like started the signal fire. Like he's the one that's been tending to it. Like... So he doesn't want to leave the beach well, for any reason because that might be their only chance of getting found. Right? Yeah, and it, it's uh, it's Jack's job to keep kind of everyone a tight-knit group, but it's Saeed's job mainly so far to try and find a way off this island. Right, right. Uh, so, so, yeah, you definitely get the... You, I, I, I was surprised, but it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. how much he... He wants to stay because sure. he wants to. He wants to keep his his baby going, and also the hope that they can actually get off this thing. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And so now there's this divide between Saeed and Jack, the two people who, up to this point, we've seen them really fulfill kind of like the larger leadership roles on the island, and now there's a split between them, right. with uh, Saeed kind of leading the people staying on the beach, and Jack leading the people going to the caves. Mm-hmm which we can just call Team Beach and Team Caves. Good. To put it into more modern <laughs> parlance. Um, and Saeed is, is so much about staying on the beach that he immediately starts recruiting people. Like, right after that, he goes up to Mike, right? Yeah. Mike is watching Walt playing with the dog on the beach, and there's, like, this really nice I've never heard moment. anyone call him Mike before you. Michael, fine, whatever. <laughs> well, you know. No, I mean, it's fine. I mean, they're buds. They're well, buds. <laughs> I am friends with, with, with Mike, actually. I know him. I know the character. Then when's his well. birthday? Uh, you, I don't know because <laughs> I don't know him that well. We're not on birthday terms. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's his star sign. <laughs> yeah, That's honestly why I was so mad that they kind of cut at the end of the episode. They're like, 
you know, uh, to, to cut really quick to the end, you know, the, they have this nice moment at the very end where, well, it's like, all right, so, 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 Dad, when's your birthday? And then they cut! And I'm like, D- no, when is he? Is he a Virgo? What is he? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't have any bearing on I'm going to say he's a Cancer. That's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm vibing off of him, you know? Vibing. Yeah, vibing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I was so, right when I said Jack was a Sagittarius. BT dubs. All right. All right. Put away the soapbox. <laughs> so Mike and Saeed agree that they need to get the fuck off the island. And mm-hmm. there's no way in how they're going to go to the caves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of start to see the seeds of a very interesting uh, but, plot. Ladies and gentlemen, they don't want a cave so early. Uh, Woo! Oh, my God. No. Ugh. Good lord. Uh, the stairs are over there. <laughs> you can leave at any time. Oh, uh, really? Okay. No, you can't. No, oh. we're keeping him here. You forgot the main premise. Oh, shit. Is that we're keeping him under duress. <laughs> so, is he stuck here with us, or are we stuck here with him? That's yeah. the that's <laughs> question. Good lord. Uh, we get another couple of cute moments. One mm-hmm. where... Um, Hurley asks Jack straight up, like, hey, what's up with you and Kate? <laughs> That's great. We love Hurley. Yeah. <laughs> Hurley. Um, yeah, I, I will also say, um, during that... Oh, shit. No. Uh, well, also, his response is, what are we in high school? And my response to him is, yeah, what yeah. are you in high school? <laughs> <laughs> I lost high school AU. Those exist. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then we get another thing with Sawyer and Kate, where we, we see Kate... We know Kate is struggling with the idea of moving to the caves, mm. and she knows that it's probably the wisest thing to do, but her gut is telling her that she shouldn't go. Yeah. And right. Sawyer is struggling with being a creepy jerk. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Sawyer walks up with the most terrible pair of sunglasses. <laughs> God, it looks like it looks They like are such notably a tool. bad. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of those, like, wraparound sort of. Oof. Yeah, and he, and he uses his, like, Sawyer can't. To <laughs> say, like, are you going to stay on the beach or are you going to go to the cave? Blah, 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 blah. He says the same thing that we've say, said in five scenes before this, but I'm going to growl it. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, it's after that little beach scene that we see um, uh, Sun notices that Mike is going into the bamboo grove with an axe. And so Sun takes the opportunity to uh, approach him while he's in the grove. Cutting wood. I don't know why he has to go there to cut wood, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. It makes it so that they're all on their own. Yeah, Yeah, so before he talks, she talks to him, uh, we get uh, the next flashback. Uh, There are six flashbacks in this episode, by the way, which is insane. It's a lot. That's a lot of fucking flashbacks. It just fit a whole love story and also the dissolution of said love story. That is true. And so uh, we see that Sun is, she's got a friend over, and Jin is there, and he's not really paying attention to her. Things are just, you know, they've moved... Past that last incident, we don't know how much time has passed, but um, after he leaves, Sun and her friend, uh, who actually ends up being someone who is well, helping her. Yeah, I was just saying, the, the, the friend is under the, the guise of like an interior designer, I think, when she originally oh, comes in. Yeah, yeah, okay. she's like, oh, we can redecorate this place. Oh, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the problem with fucking taking notes all during this shit. Well, I, I also read the script, so she's referred to as the decorator. So. They also say it out loud. To be fair, in (laughs) Korean. But yeah, so she's kind of like, so she's she's kind of got this guise of like, oh, I'm just here as a decorator. But then when she 
get Sun alone, she's like, hey, um, have you learned English? Have you got your tickets? Mm -hmm. um, and she's like, yes and yes. She's like, great, so um, when you get to the airport, you're going to find an excuse to leave at exactly 11.15. You will go to the car outside, and then um, they will probably think that you've been kidnapped. And once they think you're dead, then you're free to go wherever you'd like. And I'm sure they repeat the number a bunch of times because it has no significance. Yeah, the number 15, 15, 15 is really insignificant. 11.15. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we don't know what ha what's happened since that, that moment in the bathroom and mm -hmm. at that point, but it's so bad that she's she's just gonna leave yeah she's gonna leave them and she's gonna make them think that she's probably dead mm -hmm. and never look back uh, it is also important to know that she's not only trying to leave her husband i think you get the sense that she's trying to leave her, her family. father yeah she's yeah. trying family to, father she's yeah. gonna she's gonna piece of, she's gonna leave the country yeah you know um, uh, and she does also um, say to the, the decorator, like, are you going to take care of my dog? <laughs> that, yeah, that was, oh, I, I was glad for that. Yeah. Because uh, you would be like, whatever happened? To yeah, right? Name Popo. 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 Little kiss. Little kiss, <laughs> that's his name. Yeah. Oh, I love him. So uh, <laughs> we go back to Sun, who is um, approaching Mike. Michael. Um, and, uh, she speaks to him in English, mm -hmm. which, uh, yeah, she's like, we need to talk. That was a that real was, bold choice. That <laughs> was a really cool twist in 2004 <laughs> because that was not like you. Oh, really? Nothing... Are you, you're not being sarcastic right now. No, I no, was no, totally was being sarcastic. Okay. Well, but yeah. we also, we, you know, we, we've spoiled way too many things to you by on accident. I, I didn't. I don't think I actually ever knew that she spoke English or didn't mm. or don't remember or yeah wasn't mm. sure. I kind of liked the fact that there were two characters that, that was just their struggle yeah. in this survival environment was that they just don't speak the I same mean, language. I mean, Jin absolutely does not speak English. Yeah. So well, yeah, there is still one character that does not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then, and then that makes interesting things for the interpretation between mm -hmm. the, the two of them. Right. But right. The fact that they were isolated by language, I think, was was interesting. Sure. And I'm sort of sad that it's gone. I'm, I'm actually, I thought this reveal happened way later. Like, way, I thought it happened in season two, which is probably dumb of me. But, like, I thought this was, like, a way late reveal. Um, I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember um, seeing that and going, like, holy shit. Yeah. There was nothing that would have kind of uh, hinted at that at sure. all that we know of but re-watching it again or having watched it uh, before even though I didn't finish it then mm -hmm. you kind of do get little hints that she understands what's happening right. like when um, uh, a couple episodes ago or was it last episode right when Mike's like hey I need you to like to watch, watch my, my son <laughs> and you could just tell like at first she goes from being offended to just kind of being amused yeah. um, and now you understand why because sure. she understands him sure you know, yeah, also great everyone. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it was also very funny either way. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Um, but she tells him that, uh, you know, Jin is upset because of the watch that Michael has on his wrist. It's a really baller watch. Mm -hmm. um, and that uh, it, that it's a, manner, a matter of honor mm -hmm. for Jin. The watch belongs to the father, right. and Jin is charged with protecting this watch. Right. Sure. The watch. Uh, do we find out what the watch was for? We, he didn't say. They didn't say what. Right? They don't say in this episode. But we do find out later. Yes. But it's forever stopped on eleven fifteen. 
But there's also I, I would like to point out because this is this is kind of relevant um, in, in that you know the Michael says to son like oh well was his honor killing me in front of my son and son's like you don't know my dad and that is kind of a thing with her dad is killing family members in front of one another not going to go into that but thank you that for is a that. thing. <laughs> Well, there, there is a lot of daddy issues so far. Sure. In the oh. in the show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, just as a as a side note, that's sort of the beginning of, of a hot takes corner here. <laughs> yeah. Is that that is a trend that is starting to form? Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Oh issues, yeah. Issues with fathers. Um. So, you know, she she we end that conversation with her. Michael being completely incredulous, and rightfully so, mm-hmm. by the way, because he's upset. He can't believe that she spoke English the whole time. He could have, she could have defended him, and she chose not to because she was afraid of what Jin would say if she mm-hmm. found out that if he found out that she knew English. Um, and so uh, she ends up asking him for help, mm-hmm. yeah, but we don't get to see what it is because it cuts to Locke and Charlie, who are still out. In... They look like they're out somewhere in the jungle, right? Right. Charlie thinks he's by himself, and nope, there's Locke, right around the tree, <laughs> waiting for him. Tracking him. And Charlie's like, I've had enough of your shit. I'm like, leave me alone. A man needs to have some privacy to do mm-hmm. God knows what. I don't even remember the line. And then Locke, uh, and of course we know that Charlie's just trying to get drugs. Yeah, he's just trying to, <laughs> he's trying to take a hit, yep. man. Um, and Locke just tells him, yeah, just, gi- just give it to me. Just give me the drugs. And he tells him, like, you're going to run out anyway, and you're going to have to go through, um, you're going to have to sober up uh, and withdraws without anything to help you along the way. It's like, just give me the drugs, and you can start doing that now. I'll be here to help you. And uh, Charlie is, like, ready to tell him to fuck off. And then Locke says, well, don't you want your guitar? Don't you want your guitar more than anything? And, and Charlie's like, yeah, more than you know. And he's like, you know, this island is special, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, this island might just give you what you're looking for, but you have to give it something. This is why Locke is fucking awesome. <laughs> he just is a master of self-fulfilling prophecies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Charlie, you know, he looks defeated, but he looks, you know, he, he's willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And he hands uh, Locke his little ball of heroin. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> Locke tells him to look up. And <laughs> and he looks up, and right above the tree that they're both standing in, conveniently... Oh, and, like, and Locke set this up, too. Oh, He's like, I'm, I'm not going to go until he gets right yes. in position where if he looks up... <laughs> yeah, so. Locke, uh, on the rewatch, I'm realizing how much of a... how good at manipulation he, he, yeah. he is. I yeah. love him to death. But he is very manipulative. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, lo and behold... Right, stuck in the in the branches of the tree, is the guitar case, mm-hmm. and it's Charlie's guitar case. You can see the I think there's a drive stack tra- uh, shaft sticker on it or Probably. something, right? Yeah. Probably. And Charlie is so happy. Mm-hmm. It gives us this little hobbit smile. It, okay. <laughs> also, this is another thing that has changed from the script. So when they're looking through the the rubble, uh, the, like the wreckage that's like out near the caves, they find a grandfather clock. What? Yeah. That was apparently like checked onto the plane, Isn't and then because they make to... like a, they make like a, a joke like Charlie's like oh we found a grandfather clock before we found my guitar but who the fuck checked a grandfather clock? 
maybe they were trying to make some, they were trying to squeeze in some kind of like Narnia reference. Maybe. I, they might have been, because cause this is, you guys have clued me into mm-hmm. it. And there's um, the the time starts to matter. And we sure. get we get a lot of time stuff. And that might have been to reinforce that mm-hmm. time is going to be a thing. Right. And like, just, and my, Michael even uh, says it when he's he's giving the watch back to Jin. He's like, uh, time doesn't even matter on this fucking island. Because if we would have had, if we would have had the watch and the grandfather clock, I'd be like, oh, time is significant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But probably along the way they decided, you know what, we don't, we don't need to hammer that <laughs> point. Yeah. Too, too, too much, too they'll much. get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, after that, uh, after Charlie gets reunited with his guitar, um, we see Jack and Kate on the beach. And Jack is like, hey, I've got everything ready to go. We're going to go back to the caves. And Kate's like, I'm not going to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack is trying to understand why. Jack literally says, why are you like this? <laughs> well, <laughs> Which was very good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, cause she, but she doesn't even answer this basic question yeah. of, like, but why don't you want to go to the caves? And then she just doesn't say anything. She's yeah. just silent, right? Yeah. And then he gets frustrated. He's like, what made you like this? Mm-hmm. And she's like, you had your chance. Which is true. You found out in episode two. Jack had his fucking chance to find out about her. And we know that he wanted mm-hmm. to know more about it. Yep. But he chose, he told her specifically, like, I don't need to know that stuff because that was in the past. Yep. Now we're here. But now, of course, he's like, you please tell me about all your ex-boyfriends before we do that? <laughs> um, and uh, so I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with Kate telling him to fuck off. Yeah. Um, and so they leave. Uh, Jack and, and company leave to, mm-hmm. to the caves. Yep. Um, also during the scene, we uh, see Mike uh, furiously walking to Jin with a, a fire act, fireman's axe in his hand. And he gives him this, this speech about how, you know... He, what does he say to him? He's just like, just upset with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, I'm having, the, he's like, I'm having a really bad year. Yeah. He's like, I, you know, I have to be a father to my son, and I, you know, he barely knows me, mm-hmm. and now we're stuck on this island, and blah 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 blah. And he's like, and you beat me up over the swatch, and he throws the watch at him. He's like, I didn't, even, you know, I only took it because there was a, a two thousand dollar watch on the beach. Why let mm-hmm. it go to waste? Uh, and then he says the thing that you said. Yeah, right? but time doesn't even matter on this that. island. Yeah. So, and then uh, and then he chops the um, handcuffs in half. Yeah. So, which was pretty sweet. Yep. Uh, that was great because mm-hmm. Jin is like shitting himself. <laughs> yeah. Also, because he literally doesn't understand what. But there's this guy that he just tackled a, a few minutes ago, and this guy is now coming back up to with an axe <laughs> and yelling in his face. <laughs> yeah. He has no idea what he he's saying. No clue. Uh, and so he he frees he frees Jin. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the, of course, the favor that Sun asked. Yep. Um, and we finally get the last flashback where we see Sun and Jin uh, waiting in the terminal to leave on Oceanic Flight Eight Fifteen. And behind them, in front of them, actually walks mm-hmm. uh, Jordan's favorite person. sexy blue type shirt girl. She's there. Yeah, and we actually noticed her because she literally walked right in front of the camera. Yeah. Like, how could you not notice her walking past the camera? Struts. Saunters. Yeah. And uh, I, again, never, ever noticed this woman, (laughs) ever. She's an ever shot of this show. Now that you mentioned her, she's fucking everywhere. She's all over the place. Good lord. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, so the the faded hour comes, and uh, it's 11.15, and that's Sun's opportunity to leave, and she's starting to get kind of cold feet. She's 
getting really um, sentimental. Mm -hmm. And uh, she looks back at Jin one last time as he's waiting in the line to, I guess, check their bags. I don't know what he's doing. Mm. And uh, he flashes a, a flower, the same type of flower that he gave to her at the beginning of the episode. Which, oh, what a move. Yeah, yeah. and he gives her that winning <laughs> smile. And uh, that makes her stay. Yep. Like she sees that, and then she's reminded about why she fell in love with him in the first place. His large penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, probably. Big dick energy. Who knows? <laughs> the fuck knows? But she does, she decides to stay, mm -hmm. and uh, she gets on the plane with him. But you know what occurred to me was, if she had left, yeah, she would have never found out what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, right. You know, she would Spoiler. No, he crashed on an island. Yeah. He would that's, have crashed not, on an that, island. Well, for... Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She would have never known anything about what happened to them. Right. And he would have crashed on the island, and that, that would have been it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it would have been even more definitive. Like, there would have been no opportunity for her to go and say, like, I wonder how Jin's doing now. Mm -hmm. Because he gone. Yeah. So, uh, I just found that really interesting. I, right. I yeah. Um, anyway. So, uh, Jack arrives with everyone at the caves, and we get this, another little, like, montage, or mm -hmm. we get another Hurley song. This time, it's Willie Nelson with, uh, with Are You Sure? Uh, Are You this Sure is This Is Where You Want To Be? A <laughs> uh, great song, but a little too little on Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But we get another, you know, we get another one of these montages that is very, you know, they do this a lot in the first couple of seasons of the show. And, uh, you know, we get little cute scenes here and there. Charlie's strumming his guitar. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, fucking stop with you all, everybody. Do you know any <laughs> other songs? I was like, I don't Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's Canonically, he knows Wonderwall. Good. Really? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. That well, does happen. Well, asks Michael about uh, when his birthday is. It's the nineties. Kate is staring into the bonfire on the beach with tears in her eyes, and and they, they're oh my god, there they is this. this. Uh, they have this really funny cut where they show. Oh them. yeah. They, uh, Jack is staring into the fire in the caves, looking all sad, and then it fades. They do into the superimposition of like Kate, Kate over Jack's face. Yeah. I wonder if yeah. I wonder if Kate's staring at the same fire. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so good. Somewhere. <laughs> uh, and then uh, yeah, the episode kind of ends on. Um, it fades to black again. It fades to black on Kate. Yes, right? it's weird. It's really weird. Uh, also, no, no Boone. Yep. No Claire. Yep. No, uh, no Shannon. Uh, Boone and Shannon have a little scene in the script. I've, they don't say anything of not. interest. Right. So. Um, but yeah, but they are not. We see, we see basically everyone else. Sawyer has a really small, small, small part in the whole fucking thing. Sawyer has kind of a small part. In just the show? in like every episode. Uh, well, that is going to change. <laughs> yeah. Very rapidly. Uh, some would say for the worse. Yes. I uh, I wouldn't say that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how I feel when we get back to when Sawyer is more of a relevant part of the uh, ensemble. But yeah, that was the entire episode. Yeah. So Jeremy, tell me. So what are your hot takes? 
One thing that I'm not sure we actually mentioned mm -hmm. is in the cave, when they find the possibly 40-year-old bodies, uh, according to Jack. Mm -hmm. um, they, according to Jack, noted forensics analyst. Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, he does say, I have no fucking idea, but if I were to make a guess... Whatever. Um, they find uh, a little token with the bodies, mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a little dice bag mm -hmm. uh, that has... Um, Sweet D20s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that has uh, two little uh, tokens in them, two mm -hmm. little rocks, yeah. uh, one black and one white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're very similar to um, the the items that uh, Locke pulled out during his... Well, the, the backgammon. The uh, backgammon pieces. Like tokens, yeah. Tokens when he was doing his whole good versus evil speech. Yes. Yeah, uh, pour your drink real quick, Eric. Please pour it right <laughs> in front. Yeah, let's all listen to Eric pour um, Eric needs whiskey to right listen now. to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just need whiskey to get by. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean water, refreshing water. Yeah, mm, sweet, sweet water. <laughs> sweet, but, but yes, water. yeah, uh, yeah. So, so this is, um, and it's also interesting in who uh, the beaches are mm -hmm. and who the caves are. Um, beaches <laughs> in the caves. <laughs> Um, the knowers and the growers. <laughs> <laughs> um, not everyone fits strictly in a a good and evil in the in the the beaches and caves, mm -hmm. but uh, there is something of like people that maybe have secrets and people that that uh, are a little bit shadier in their character or on the beach, and some of the more outwardly. Um, Good characters to know, or, or, or um, what's the word I'm I'm looking for? Um, yeah, I guess just like characters that that act with the intentions of others mm. are in in the cave. Hmm. You know, I didn't notice That's that. That's interesting. I actually, I kinda kind of agree with that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, because in the cave we've got Charlie and we've got I would assume Claire's there, right? Uh, she's definitely there later. Um, uh, and then Sunjin, Hurley, Jack, obviously. Yeah, and Locke. Yep. And then, oh, dude, I did not, I yeah. never really thought about that. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, this is probably the first setup of, and, you know, and there is correlation to the, to the, uh, the game show going on at the same time, uh, where they're dividing in teams. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, uh, and, and this is the first time that we we get the sense that there there's going to be different teams now competing against each other. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Survivor. Yeah, it, it totally is Survivor. Oh. They're going to do little challenges now. <laughs> They're going to try and outdo each other, and They're there gonna... can only be one winner. The problem with the challenge is that people die. <laughs> Which so. makes do they not die in Survivor? So much better than Survivor. I never watched more than this. I first. think the point of Survivor is God, I wish these people would die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so true. Uh, I watched American Idol, but I felt the same way. Man, I you know what? I never really after the first season, I didn't care about the competition. I would just watch the auditions of American Idol. Oh, same. Yeah, you gotta watch um, the auditions. Are the She Bangs guy. 
Oh, yeah, What's yeah, him? William Hung. William Hung or Pants on the Ground. You guys remember Pants on the Ground? I, I love don't that remember guy. That, but William Hung's Oh, I love that guy. Okay, hold on. Day. I bet he does. We should get him on the podcast. We should. We should be like, hey, our podcast is about Lost, but we occasionally mention <laughs> American Idol. We get William Hung, reason. we get Pants on the Ground guy. Pants on the Ground? What the fuck is Pants on the Ground? He sings, the, he's this old man, and he comes on and he sings the song called Pants on the Ground, and it goes like this. Pants on the ground, pants on the ground. Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. Hat <laughs> <laughs> turned sideways, pants to the ground. So, for the That's 90s, <laughs> for the 90s, Lost was incredible. <laughs> oh my god. Good lord. Yeah. Let's go look uh, that up real quick. Oh, good lord. I'll post it on the website. <laughs> Anyway, uh, anything else that stood out to you, Jeremy? Like anything? Like who? How are you feeling about uh, Sun and so, Jin now? So, so the uh, well, one thing is the numbers thing is a little bit of cheating. Okay. Uh, that that I only really have an inclination because I know that that becomes a thing mm-hmm. later on in Lost, mm-hmm. uh, just by not by you guys in general, just by. By media, sure. Yeah, uh, I know. It's kind of through cultural osmosis that, you're that like, the numbers <clears throat> that the the numbers are a thing. Um, and this is where, but there is the moment of driving forward because uh, because uh, Sun has to has to remember the time and that she's supposed to leave that she sure. she makes the fateful decision mm-hmm. uh, to to leave, and so she has to repeat the 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 time eleven fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she does it like six or seven times, yeah. um, and I think that that's like the first call to like this is something important. Mm-hmm. This is something um, for you to pay attention to because sure. it's not only important to her in the moment and it plays well because of that, but it's also just like this is this is something right. you watcher should should pay attention to because we're going to repeat, repeat a lot i think a lot of the number stuff they they repeat the numbers over and over again right right so that you have a chance to, to, to play around with that mm-hmm. yeah and to, to to absorb them and to to give you that flashing moment of yeah. like I, hey I, the game is on the screen like, yeah right. i think how it happened too i don't necessarily know like how late in the game they figured out what the the numbers actually were because the episode where we find out what they are is very very late in the season. Uh, I so th- that was a very pivotal moment for me as a fan of mm-hmm. the show, and I remember that uh, it, when we get to the the numbers episode, yeah. we can talk about it because I do have a chunk that I want to talk about specifically okay. about that. Yeah, right but it, it's interesting that, to see that that was repeated so many times because clearly they don't they don't know what the numbers are in the pilot. Like no. that's that's it's like it a later nothing. game thing. But I, I I wonder if by this point they have kind of solidified. Which numbers are significant? I think which so. Numbers. I uh, think that they they have to because we've have. we've heard them just very casually said many many times already. Sure. I this might be the first episode in which they decided that they that they knew. Right, because I feel like what they did is they they kind of like when they decided okay these are the things that are going to be significant they went back and they're like okay so here are a few numbers that we use which ones are we going to have that to be significant right. right 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 in terms of Sun and Jin and how how I feel about them. I, again, I'm, I'm actually kind of disappointed because I enjoyed the fact that that, that that was their main struggle. Yeah. Uh, and that their, their story was kind of having to deal with the isolation mm. of language. Mm. I thought that's a really interesting story to, to tell in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and not having it around is less interesting. And not seeing it broken down in any way without just cheating 
and sure. having one of the characters know English. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been a lot more rewarding if we saw a friendship come out of something without without language, just mm. by by pure action. Right. I think is a is a wasted opportunity. What you wanted is a Han and Chewie. What I wanted. <laughs> Casual racism. <laughs> how is that casual <laughs> racism? Also, ha Han speaks Chewbaccanese. Yeah, so. didn't you watch so well? <laughs> he speaks they it speak very the well. Same language. <laughs> that's true. Oh yeah, he does speak. He does speak yeah. it. Yeah, that's yeah. when you find out in, the, in Solo. Yeah. Uh, the Star Wars story. But who watched that? <laughs> I watched it. I watched it. It, it was, was fun. It was fine. Oh, that's fine. I forgot your Star Wars nerds. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. It, uh, okay, so. Really, I watched it. It jumps the, the shark hard at the end. If it would have just played it. It jumps the shark by existing. No, but there's there's like jumping the shark, and then there's the shark being the size of a solar system, mm. which is literally a thing. Uh, so, so, yeah. There's some fun things in there. But uh, was it Han necessary? and Lando Probably don't not. kiss, so I don't give a shit about that movie. They could have. They should have. That they could have. It could have been a thing. They could have. Yeah. Anyway, let's not talk about. Uh, <laughs> this is important to me. <laughs> anyway, uh, so um, it like it. I am curious about. Uh, definitely not mob boss dad. Um, <laughs> and that and that's that's cool. And I am now. I'm interested after talking about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and talking about the consequences of Son's choice, mm. that if there there is an idea because there's good and evil, that there's some sort of uh, punishment involved with with being on on the island, and I think through osmosis that that's that's something that's gotten to me. But I'm not even sure if that's true or not. Mm. But the consequence of that choice for Son of not leaving when she should have. Mm. That I'm, I'm not sure if there's a tale to tell there of, like, she should have left and she would have been the, the, the better for it. And if if that's going to go anywhere, and I'm, I'm curious to see that it is. And I wouldn't even thought about that in life yeah. until you, you mentioned it. And it is interesting that that she had that opportunity and she and she would have been saved from all of this. But she she didn't she didn't follow through. Right. And, right. Yeah. There's definitely there's a lot to be said for what ifs for the show and unfortunately i can't get into them for another couple of seasons so i know uh but 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 the, the, <laughs> but that is one of the things that i know that is as much as as you try to inflict pain on me by by forcing me to watch this every week <laughs> that, that i inflict pain in turn in that you have to bite your tongue <laughs> um what about uh, what about you, Jordan? Anything? Any new opinions on any of the characters? Uh, personally, I feel like this this episode's kind of straightforward. Yeah, it doesn't really reveal anything particularly new. And of course, knowing the twist with Sun mm -hmm. really diminishes uh, the impact. I, I would say it's it's not it's not necessarily like a, a new opinion, but it, it is a nice refresher of the the Sun Engine love story, and mm -hmm. that it once was very good and very compelling and gosh yeah i, I just remember how uh, all i wanted was these kids to be happy and that's <sighs> so far away from now <laughs> any any scrap of happiness for them um but i i mean this also it's not really a change uh in opinion i just i love john locke and he's great and i love him and john john locke 
does creepy shit yeah. all throughout this, and you never get the feeling that he's being creepy. No! I <laughs> love every min- minute of it, and that's how strong that yeah. character yes. is. I, I guess that's the only thing, is that you know, on the rewatch, I'm really kind of picking up on Locke being a master manipulator. Yeah. And, I mean, I love Locke to death. He's always going to be my favorite character on yeah. the show. It's why I watch the whole fucking thing. Same. But... It's also very troubling mm-hmm. that he so easily manipulates people, and it seems like, but the, oh, that, he finds easy, like vulnerable targets. Sure. For yeah. To, to go back to that, that is like his his thing. Is he he does do self fulfilling prophecies. Mm-hmm. He does he does mention things with this certain amount of mysticism, knowing the answer and knowing that it will be fulfilled. Sure. Uh, to make himself seem more <laughs> mystic. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. <laughs> Look, I am not debating the coolness of John Locke. Yeah. John Locke is fucking amazing. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, I never really caught on to that, and seeing it now is kind of disconcerting. But, mm. you know, it is what it is. Uh, John, you're still my boy. Always my boy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, anything else that came up or throughout the episode that you guys want to touch on? Any, like, weird reference, like, obscure things that we didn't kind of key into? Oh, boy. Do I have an obscure reference? Uh, okay. let's hit the, let's hit the stinger real quick. Because <laughs> it's time to talk about Sexy Blue Stripe Shark Girl. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so back another installment um uh, if you're new to the show um i have been um chronicling the backstory of sexy blue striped shirt girl giving just a little little taste at a time of her backstory so uh last week i i talked a little bit about um how she the reason she was on the island the reason she was on the the plane in the first place is because she was taking pictures in the Great Barrier Reef. She was a wildlife photographer. Um, she got some pictures of a fellow scuba diver being eaten by a shark, and she decided to sell those to the highest bidder um, when she returned to L.A. Um, so uh, another portion of this backstory now is that um, so those pictures are currently on the island somewhere. She crashed with those photos, so they never made it to whoever she was trying to sell to in L.A. So they're, they're on the island so, somewhere. So there's shark foot bet. There's shark foot. Does that pay off? Is that no, no, no. None of this pays off. <laughs> what are you talking Why? about? Why am I bothering? <laughs> <laughs> we do this with bullshit from the start, yeah. But I've, but I've drawn you into a compelling We're story. We're invested. Yeah, she fucking walks in front of the camera <laughs> earlier, and yeah. I, again, I would have never noticed it yeah. ever if it, you hadn't brought it up to me. Yep. So thank she's you for in, that. She's in every shot. It's, you like, actually, it's like you, a curse now. Yeah. yeah, you can't unsee it now. <laughs> Ugh, good lord. Although it's kind of like playing Where's Waldo, especially since it it's is. a she's striped striped. shirt. It is, she's striped, yes. Yeah, blue striped shirt. She is. Um, so that, that's, that's your little tidbit um, for the week. Uh, is that, yeah, you know, those, those shark photos are somewhere out there on the island. Maybe someone finds them. Mm. They don't, but they could. They could. <laughs> All right, well. Well, I think we've come to the end of this episode. Uh, again, if you would like to join the conversation, you can reach out to us on Twitter and Facebook, at Geronimo Podcast, or you can email us. Uh, 
tell tell Jeremy about uh, whether or not his theories are right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, Please or just me. make comments of what a mean little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or let us know what we missed or looked over or got completely wrong. Um, you can email us at geronimopodcast at gmail.com to do such um, Or if you need... If you want to find the hub for all things Search for Geronimo Jackson, you can always head to searchforgeronimojackson.com. There's Easter eggs on there. I swear to you. Also, if you're um, listening to us on uh, your iPhones, make sure to hit that subscribe button on uh, the podcast app so that you can get our episodes. When we upload them every two weeks, uh, we're already... Uh, five episodes in, and there's no plan on stopping anytime soon. Ever. We're just having a good old time. <laughs> oh, don't remind me. There you go. Let's flip together. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> only five episodes, Jeremy. There's like, how many episodes are there? A hundred and... Too many. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, I'm Eric. I'm Jordan. I'm Jeremy. And until next time, we'll see you in another life, brother. Oh, Yay! Oh, Good episode.